0: And so with that, Pastor Rick, please come. Stacey, if you would like to come and say something, we'd love to have you too. I don't know who he was talking about. I will say this. I love my wife, and I'm so glad she's here. And if I have her come up, my marriage might be in jeopardy. I'm so glad she's here with me today. She's always with me. And when she's not, I'm definitely no good. We love your pastor's wife. Hope to get to know the fam, uh, a little bit more, but, um, love them dearly. I'm going to read a scripture and then I might make a few more comments, but, uh, want to get right into the word at least read our text so you can be seated I'm going to read from Romans chapter 3 and I'm just going to read two verses Romans 3 verses 3 and 4 Romans 3 verses 3 and 4 it says for what if some did not believe Shall their unbelief make the faith of God without effect? God forbid. Yea, let God be true, but every man a liar, as it is written, that thou mightest be justified in thy sayings, and mightest overcome when thou art judged. Shall their unbelief make the faith of God without effect? Would you pray one more time with me that God would... Allow each of us to leave here challenged, changed, encouraged, ready for greater things. Amen. Ready to go beyond amen lord i thank you for your word i thank you for this church i thank you lord for what you are doing in this place god i ask lord jesus you help me today help me to speak lord what you have given me for this church for this hour we pray in the name that's above every name the name of jesus in jesus name amen before you're seated look at somebody and smile real big once you've done that you can be seated you know, I do that often, and it's always amazing to me, the Pentecostal culture, because so many people reach a handout, you know. It's it's hard just to give the smile, but I love the reaction when we smile. Amen. It seems like most of the time, you get a smile back. Amen. So good, again, to be here. Your pastor mentioned some of our history, some of that history. We will just leave history, and uh, but a lot of it, it was some very good times, and we— Very much are thankful to be here, and I don't take it for granted, Pastor Rob. And I want to say to any guest that is here, if you're looking for a home church, I hope by now you already feel at home, but I'm just going to come as a guest myself and just help you. You have found the right place. You found the right pastor. There's no need to look any further. Amen. (laughs) this is a great church i told some when we walked in i i just it was a little overwhelming because it had the same feel of haven of hope in new haven connecticut and some years ago we sold our building and went into a bigger venue And we were like the Rolling Stones rolling up. We had everything was set up and tear down just so we could have more space. But it was great to unload that 24-foot trailer and just the excitement. And I feel the same excitement in this house of what God's going to do. Not just what he's doing, because he is doing things, but it's greater what is coming. Amen. And it is also, I, I would be in trouble if I didn't say how good it is to see the mom and dad, Tamil, but also the beautiful Mama Yadnachek, as we would say in Africa. And uh, it's been some years; she may not even remember me. Uh, I haven't really grown up much, but but I'm I'm trying. My wife's almost got me trained. Almost. You ready? I heard that I had an hour and a half, so I hope you're ready. <coughs> And for those that are trying to figure out if that's fact, that's not fact, Lord forgive me. I was reading this scripture one day just in devotion, and I felt the Lord kind of give me a little more as I continued to read it. And I, I I at first I saw this. What if some did not believe? It's a question. And shall their unbelief make the faith of God without effect? And I thought the faith of God The one that created the heavens and the earth, the one that breathed life into me, he has to have faith. It kind of caused me to really think a little bit about what I was reading because if the God that I serve has to have faith, I'm not sure he's the God that I was led to believe that he was. And being the smart, good-looking, young preacher that I am, I I pushed a few buttons on a computer and I found out very quickly because I don't know if if you enjoy the King's language of the King James Version, but sometimes when I read it, I I need a little more help. Can I get I felt a witness right there. I, I read through it and I'm like, what, what, what? And I read this, and I was like, God has to have faith. And then I begin to look at the more, you know, complicated language of the Greek and the Hebrew. Uh, what, what's the, the New Testament? Someone help me. The Greek, right? And I began to look at it, and I thought, Wow. That's amazing. And I went through all that effort only to find out others had done it before. And if you read in other versions, like the New King James, you find that it literally says that it will, should it make God unfaithful? Talks about the faithfulness of God, is what this is talking about. That God's faithfulness will always be true, it will always be there, it will never waver, it will never end, it will never stop. So we're going to talk about that just a little bit here this morning, if you'll allow me. But I want to read another story, a scripture from the book of Matthew, chapter 15, verse 21 to 28. And I do want to say this, that I am so thankful for this church and I'm thankful for your pastor. We know a little bit about planning a church. That's what we did in New Haven, Connecticut, and it was quite an experience and, and I, I understand sometimes when when folks come in and they watch and they see our behavior and it's like it's so tempting sometimes not to be the worshiper. Oh boy. But I go to stories like we're about to read, and it helps me to understand how my approach to him should be. But in Matthew 15, verse 21 to 28, it says, Then Jesus went thence and departed into the coast of Tyre and Sidon. And behold, a woman of Canaan came out of the same coast and cried unto him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, thou son of David. My daughter is grievously vexed with a devil. But he answered her not a word. And his disciples came and besought him, saying, "'Send her away, for she crieth after us.' But he answered and said, "'I'm not sent, but unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel.' Then came she and worshipped him, saying, "'Lord, help me.' But he answered and said, "'It is not me to take the children's bread and cast it to dogs.' And she said, "'Truth, Lord, yet the dogs eat of the crumbs which fall from the master's table.'" Then Jesus answered and said unto her, O woman, great is thy faith, be it unto thee, even as thou wilt. And her daughter was made whole from that very hour. I love the way God confirms his word. Because knowing that I was going to preach this message when I walked in, a dog walked in right behind me. It's powerful the way God does what he does. (laughs) But anybody here have children? Can I just get a witness? I don't know about your children, but I can promise you I love my children. I matter of fact, I posted about them. I'm so proud of them. They are living for God, serving God. But let me tell you, there are plenty of times we were convinced they were vexed with the devil. It's, it's okay. <laughs> They're over there. True. And I, I, I'll never forget, you know, coming home from Botswana. And both of my kids are African-American. I'll let you figure that out. They were born there. But I, I, I'll never forget we'd come home. And, and Alyssa, my daughter, especially in, in the store, she was so used to coming home and just getting everything she wanted. And, and we're in the store so often, and she would just, she would do the flop on the floor and kick and scream and yell. Ooh, the devil is a liar. And I, I, I would just say, you better get up or I'm going to lock you in the closet for another week. This is, this is a true story. And this one would about kill me. She, she would tell me, you're going to get arrested. And I'm like, how are they going to find me? I live in Africa. And for the record, we never locked her in the closet, okay? But, but you can understand, you can relate to the feeling that I need help because parenting is not easy. And 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 here comes this Canaanite woman and she's she is beyond her wits and she doesn't know what else to do but she heard about this jesus she heard that jesus was in town and she goes and says i've got to get to this jesus because i have tried everything else that i know to try my daughter has a devil and there's nothing i can do to seem to rid her of this i, I don't know this was not just a bratty child this was a a child that was vexed with a devil I don't know about you, parents, but if I had a child truly vexed by a devil, I would be desperate for deliverance. I I would be desperate that God would step in and take control. And I, I read this, and I thought, wow, what a story. This Canaanite woman, I've heard it all my life. I've heard preachers preach, and, and it, it makes for great sermon material. And I, I thought, Lord, what is it about this story that you're wanting me to understand? And, and I, I, I realized something that, that seems so common in my walk and my relationship with God, that when I feel I need him the most and I cry out to him, his response often seems to be, He answered her not a word. He was silent. Sometimes that just seems to be more often than not the way God responds and the way God speaks to me uh is in silence and i i just have to do what i know to do and this canaanite woman said he he's not responding but it's okay because i know who he is and if i can just be in his presence maybe that'll be enough but what got my attention next pastor is how and discipleship pastor what got my attention next is that this canaanite woman is there in desperation she cries out to jesus and then the disciples the very followers of Jesus, the ones that have been with him, the ones that knew him, the ones that were the churchgoers, the ones that sat on the front row, second seat in, the ones that loved Jesus with every is this too much, with everything that they have. They were the ones that were telling Jesus, send her away, she's bothering us. Oh, I love what I felt when I came into Life Point this morning. Life Point, right? I didn't feel anyone sending me away. I, I felt the call of the coffee. It was powerful. It was one. My wife got a big smile finally this morning when she took a drink. It was beautiful. I love walking into a church where I feel welcomed, I feel wanted. Nobody trying to send me away. But let me tell you something, Saint of God. Don't be like those 12. Don't don't be like those disciples. Don't don't get so settled in your Way that when somebody walks through the door, when that Canaanite woman comes in in desperation and she might not do it the way we do it. She may not behave the way we behave. We can't send her away. We got to say, Jesus, help my friend. Jesus, hear her cry. But that's not what they did. It's amazing to me, Pastor. It's amazing to me growing up in this being around this my whole life and unfortunately not always living it and unfortunately running from things and unfortunately allowing what i hear so often today church hurt get the better of me i'm so tired of hearing about church we talked about church hurt last night i really am tired of hearing about it and some of you know exactly what i'm talking about you've experienced church hurt well guess what that's because you've gone to church Oh, I might be meddling. mm. Where else are we going to find church hurt but in the church? Better look over at the bishop. Where where else are we going to find hypocrites? So here comes the Canaanite woman, desperate in need, and the followers of Jesus, the disciples are saying, She is a bother to us. Get rid of her. And Jesus responds to them and says, hey, pay attention here. You really think I'm just called to you? And watch what she does. Jesus is silent. The disciples are trying to, is this okay? They're trying to send her away. And Jesus addresses them. I think I just might give up at that point. But not the Canaanite woman she had heard that he was faithful she had heard that he was in fact jesus And she then makes up her mind. I'm not listening to that voice. I'm not listening to the silence. I see Jesus. I've got my eyes on him. And the scripture says, then she came worshiping. Oh, the reason so many in this place this morning are lifting their hands and lifting their voice and dancing and jumping and getting excited about Jesus is not because it's a bunch of hype. It's not even often because they feel it it's because they got their eyes on jesus and they understand that worship gets the attention of jesus i got notes i better get to them or else we'll be here all day she comes worshiping worship gets the attention of god You walked in here today with a need that you just don't know what to do. I've come to tell somebody in this house if you'll just worship him. If you'll just say, I don't know about the voices I'm hearing. I don't know about the silence that seems to be coming, but I've got my eyes on Jesus. And I'm going to worship him whether I feel something or not. I'm going to worship him whether it seems right or not. I'm going to worship him despite what the disciples think because he is worthy of worship. And I am desperate for Him. It seems like this Canaanite woman had a revelation in her desperation of who Jesus Christ was. Mm. Some of us need to get a revelation in our desperation of who Jesus Christ is. Some of us need to put the past and the worry and all the doubt and all the questions behind us and say, I don't care about that anymore, devil. I'm here to worship Jesus. I'm here to live for him. I'm here to be a child of the king. Consider this afternoon almost his faithfulness. I ask you this this week, consider his faithfulness. I love the report of of one point something million committed. That just blows my mind a little bit, but not completely. But wow. But if we had time to go around this room and each of us share something that God has done for us in our lifetime, yay, maybe even this last week, we probably wouldn't be able to finish because of the excitement that would uproar in this place. Why? Because he's a faithful God. He is so faithful, my wife and I feeling God pulling us back to Africa, not quite understanding it. And I'm praying. I'm saying, Lord, I don't understand. This makes no sense. You called us here to plant this church. Why would we go back now? And he says, well, the problem is I did call you to plant the church and the church is planted and you're getting a little too comfortable. I finally had two motorcycles and I had the house and I I had some I know you don't have any toys but but I had some toys and 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 the check was there every month finally and it was just we were getting comfortable and, and the the church was growing and, and it was just exciting times and God says time to go back. <laughs> You're funny God. What do you say, God? But he's faithful. Lord, you know, people are not knocking down the doors to take churches in Connecticut. People aren't going to New England by the droves to take churches. Lord, if this is you, you better do something. Nobody seems to step up. The one couple we thought, they, they just said they didn't feel like it was, it was God. And, and they used to think it was God, and then they didn't feel it was God. And I'm like, I, you know, I'm, God's being silent. but now it's being pastored by a young man first generation apostolic that received the Holy Ghost in New Haven Connecticut under our ministry tell me God's not faithful tell me that in 14 years God raised up a couple who are, are, are quality who are getting the job done it's not just them it's the team working with them but it's exciting to be part of the kingdom of God I'm just part of what he is doing I don't have anything else to do but just say Lord I see you i'm gonna worship you i'm gonna be lord god what you want me to be lord god i don't know how else to get your attention but to be a worshiper of you consider today his faithfulness don't worry we're we're gonna finish here very quickly for those watching your clock because i want you to love me and i want to come back someday Your unbelief will not take away from the faithfulness of God. Their unbelief will not take away from the faithfulness of God. What you've been through, the questions you have, will not take away from the faithfulness of God. Those that disappointed you, It will not take away from the faithfulness of God. His faithfulness is shown throughout Scripture, regardless of the unbelief of his people. I have about 100 examples that we're going to do in 30 seconds. Okay, that might be a little exaggeration. I go to the beginning, I read about, about Adam and Eve. You know, I used to be so upset with Eve. As the woman, Lord. But the longer I'm in this, the more I realize, what if Adam would have manned up? What if Adam would have been the worshiper he was supposed to be? What if Adam would have led his home the way he was supposed to lead his home? I don't know. Better theologians and scholars than I, but I sure wish he would have. It might have been a little different. The forbidden fruit. Well, she took it. She's okay. Cain and Abel, the wrong sacrifice, the the I know better than you attitude. Moses and Aaron there's so many examples but but let me build an idol because I'm pretty sure my leader got lost up there I'm, I'm pretty sure Moses is probably dead he, he's probably got eaten by a mountain lion I, I doubt he's coming back let me go ahead and do it the way I know to do it Samson and Delilah gives into the ploys of Delilah David and Bathsheba if you know the story you know the story but an adulterer a murderer what about Peter on this rock I will build my church but yet when Jesus was beaten and whipped on that whipping post and crucified on the cross where was Peter? Doubt. I'm so thankful that my doubt I'm so thankful Pastor Rob that my mess my disbelief My hurts did not take away from his faithfulness to me. Whatever you walked in here feeling like you couldn't be what he needs you to be. You couldn't you couldn't do what you feel maybe God's calling you to do. I've come just to tell you he is faithful. He is faithful. He is faithful. No matter what life hands me, he is faithful. In a cellar in Cologne, Germany, after World War II, we found these words edged into a wall. Said, I believe, I believe in the sun even when it's not shining. I believe in love even when I feel it not. I believe in God even when He is silent. It's what causes this unbelief, questions that we can't find immediate answers to. You know, I've got some questions. That must be my cue. I got some questions I want to know I, I do want to know did Adam and Eve have a belly button? I want to know think about it <laughs> what did Noah do with the termites and the woodpeckers I got questions <laughs> we just lost some of you But I do believe that, like Aaron, the voices of the masses can cause us to have doubts. Like Moses, frustration can take over. Samson, seduction of sin. David, lust of the flesh. Peter watching his leader go through some things and watching his dreams torn to shreds and hung on a cross. We got to guard ourselves against such things and keep our eyes on Jesus. And when we don't hear anything, feel anything, perhaps not even see anything, I know worship gets his attention. Would you stand with me? Whatever it is that has you doubting, let me help you. He is faithful. Whatever's holding you back, let me help you. He is faithful. Whatever keeps you down, guess what? He is faithful. Why would he forgive me of my sins? Why would I want to come and repent and tell him how sorry I am and tell him I want to walk a new direction and I want to walk toward him? Why would he forgive me after all that I have done? Because he's faithful. Why would I be baptized in the name of Jesus by immersion? Why would I hear the teaching of the church and respond to my need to be baptized by water? Why would he wash my sins away? Do you know what I've done? Because he's faithful. Why would he fill me with his spirit? It's really not complicated It's because he's faithful he's faithful I want to invite anybody who would like to come and pray in this altar but more than that I want to invite you to go about your week this week with your head up your shoulders back saying devil I'm tired of the voices I'm going out and I'm going after Jesus And I'm going to be a worshiper of him. I'm going to love him. I'm going to live for him. And he will respond because I know that he is faithful. Lord, I thank you for your word. I thank you, God, for what you are doing in this place. I thank you, Lord Jesus, for the love of your people for you and towards you, God. Lord God, as we come to this front area, as we come with our voices raised and our hands lifted, God, Lord Jesus, we come as worshipers before you. We come, Lord, saying we're not going to give ear to it anymore. We're not giving ear to all the frustration, all the doubt. We're not giving ear, Lord, to all the hurt. We're, We're not allowing it, Jesus, because, Lord, you are here. You are. our midst, God. You are not just in this house, but Lord, you go with us. Lord God, you're there every step of the journey. And Lord, I want to be a worshiper of you. I want to be a worshiper of you, God. Hallelujah, for you are a faithful God. Lord God, I thank you for that. I thank you for your faithfulness toward me, Jesus. I thank you for who and what you are in my life, God. Oh, in the name of Jesus, let us never lose hold God of the fact that you are our faithful God, Jesus.